Following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Welcome to another episode of The Break, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Derek is not here with us today in today's show, but we got Brian and Nick. How are you guys doing? Great. We're good. Just got done with uh, the draft show, Mock Draft. Should be a lot of fun. I know it's probably going to be, what, hanging out in the magazine here soon, Nick? The magazine mm-hmm. coming out. When does that come out? Oh, it comes out probably in about two weeks, two to three weeks, probably right at the start of April, so... Getting there. Good yeah, deal. Sell the cover, there. and it looks yeah, really good. Looking good. good. Yeah, looking it looks good. really, Just really get good. The... We're inside a month. Um, well, not inside a month, but close to a month for this draft coming up, too. Man, that mm-hmm. thing happens pretty fast. Around yeah. the corner. Around the corner. Well, w- today we're going to just kind of recap everything that has happened uh, since last week in free agency. To start off the show, uh, recent news was that Tony Pollard just signed his franchise tag there he with goes. the team. So he's guaranteed $10 million. Guaranteed. No matter what happens, he gets $10 million from Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. It's just kind of funny how sometimes these players have not signed it right away. They, they view the franchise tag as a, as a bad thing. Uh, in the running back situation with Tony Pollard this year, obviously he does not feel it uh, that way. I think this is a, a good thing well, for the Cowboys. coming out of an injury. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you would sign it. <laughs> I would sign any $10 million deal It's right guaranteed, away. yeah, like we're talking about. I, You know, it, it's what we're looking at, though, in free agency is a lot of the running backs. These teams are going to, in two weeks' time, the pro days are going to stop and teams are going to start getting into their draft rooms and stuff and putting their boards together. And what's going to happen is once they do that, I think free agency really, really slows down. And you're also going to get these teams, as they're going to put up these running backs, there's going to be about 12 to 15 names. And they're going to say, maybe we don't have to sign a guy. Maybe we don't have to. That's why I was kind of thinking something about Ezekiel Elliott. The quicker that he can get something signed up and get something firmed up to go into the fall, I think would be better. Because once these teams start to look at that board and build it, they're going to go, we don't have a need for a $4 million running back. You know, maybe we don't have a need for $2 million running back. You know, that's, that's the danger that you run into when you start to get late into free agency. Well, let's get into these guys. And by the end of the show, I want to, I want each one of you to tell me how you would rate free agency this year for the Cowboys so far in, in the job that they've done this year. Since we're talking about running back, uh, let's jump into Ronald Jones, that the Cowboys yeah. signed him. You know what's funny, though, you know how, how much has happened in the week. The la- you know, and I guess we, we did go one day later than normal for the week. But the last show we had, Ezekiel Elliott was still on the team. Yeah. You know, So that's just funny how— We were expecting it to we happen. We were expecting it to happen, but it's just like that seems so long ago yeah. now. We've moved so much. Okay, Ronald Jones, uh, Band-Aid. To me, insurance policy type guy going into the draft. You don't have to reach for a running back if you don't want to, because uh, you feel like you have the running backs that can that can you know get through a game. But I don't think Ronald Jones is going to 
stop you from taking the running back that you want if he's there. Yeah, I think with Ronald Jones is when he came out of college out of USC, it was very similar style with what we see with Zeke, a very physical runner, you know, hit the hole, get through the hole, you know, run through tacklers and stuff. You know, not a whole lot of wiggle to his game, but he was a guy that always when you handed him the football, he was going forward, he was going to make positive yards. You know, Band-Aid, Bridge, whatever you want to mm-hmm. it, it never, you know, the Cowboys are really big in protecting themselves. And and that's something that Will has always done here is to like Nick's point, you don't have to take a guy because we got a guy, or it doesn't prohibit you from taking a guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not one of those things. Now, you know, we'll see what the situation when we did our mock draft on the draft show today. When you start to talk about the trades they made for the corner and then for the wide receiver, well, maybe that makes you think a little bit differently about those positions because those are players that you absolutely are, pro- are going to count on to play. So maybe you don't take the wide receiver, or maybe you don't take the cornerback when you're looking at that. You know, maybe it takes instead of having to be a priority, you've now kind of lowered it to like, okay, we could do it a little bit later in the draft. So I don't think the Ronald Jones signing keeps him from no. from drafting a running back here. And I'll say this about Ronald Jones: I mean, when when you have the ball as an offensive coordinator, and you have the ball at your own two to three yard line. Your goal is to get the ball to the five. You're trying to get breathing room. If you give give the ball to a guy and he scores a touchdown. That, that's a different type of back. And, and if you have a 98-yard touchdown in his repertoire, that's just a different type of player. I mean, like you have a guy that, that can be a power back like Brian says, but also has the speed to take it to the house. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to do that all the time, but but anybody that can go 98 yards, I think it's got something special to him. So I think that's intriguing too. Well, we don't know what's going to happen in the draft just yet. We can talk about it and expect it, but looking at it right now, looking at what you currently have, uh, Tony Pollard, and then this guy. How do you see the combination of these two working together as opposed to what you had before where yeah. we knew it was working in a balance with yeah, I think the, like I Zeke. think the biggest question is because we had an idea when Kellen Moore was calling plays, but it took him four years to figure out how to use Tony Pollard. Yeah. So maybe now with Mike McCarthy, Mike's come out and said, hey, I'm more interested in trying to run the football. I think he's just kind of just telling you that. I think Mike's still going to throw the football yeah. here. I don't worry about him saying – you know, turning into a you know three yards in a cloud of dust offense. I feel like he's going to he's going to incorporate. Yes, you, you, the ability with Jones. He's Nick's right though. The power, the speed. You know that combination. You have the speed, the quickness with Pollard. You know, coming off an injury, you really don't know. You know, that I mean we we've seen what happens with guys coming off injuries around here. You know, we, we saw it with a wide receiver. We've seen it with a quarterback. You know, we've seen it with others. I mean, that's the big unknown right now for the Cowboys is how are Tony Pollard. You trust that Britt Brown and Tony and those guys are going to work extremely hard and get ready to play. But you just really, really don't know. But the combination is you do have speed, you do have quickness, and you do have power. And I think they're drafting – you know, you draft a running back because you you're looking at 2024. You yeah. Know, what does that look yeah. like? Because Pollard's not guaranteed to be here. Then I wouldn't think Ronald Jones would be as well. Malik Davis. We'll see how his development Rico Dowdo. goes. Rico yeah. Dowdo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but you're drafting a running back for. I, I I view if they draft a back, I'll view it a lot like 10 years ago or so with Demarco Murray. They had a Felix Jones here. I think they had Tashar Choice. They had established guys here. They drafted a guy. You don't have to be great right away, but we expect you to be pretty good here before too long. And before we move position, you mentioned Rico Dowell. That's another guy that the guy uh, that the Cowboys signed yesterday. 
He disappeared last year because of an injury, injury. and then Malik Davis kind of took advantage of that and, and did what he did. Right now, it is expected for him just to be an eye, a guy that's adding depth and like yeah, let's, compete. In- let's remember, he was a restricted free agent. They could have tendered him. They yeah. chose not to yeah, tender yeah, him, he, to, which automatically makes you an unrestricted free agent. So, you know, they didn't do that with Terrence Steele and all that. We, we, we get it. I mean, he they wanted him back, but at the right price, and I yeah. think they got it. All right, let's move on to another guy that the Cowboys acquired via a trade. They drafted, um, they did a trade with the Houston Texans, gave up two draft picks for wide receiver Brandon Cooks. He's a guy that, again, has the experience. He's a guy that you get ready and bring in here before you head into the draft, having a bigger need uh, prior to heading there, what what do you see in a guy like him as far as what kind of experience he brings to the team and how he would fit in? This is very patient of the of the Cowboys, a very patient thing that they did because they were interested in Cooks last year during the trade deadline and offered a third-round pick for the opportunity to draft him. Houston tried to hold him up for a two. Dallas basically said, no, we're not interested in doing that. So now you give the five and the six, you know, the fifth, I believe, is a compensatory pick. The Cowboys have done a great job of taking these compensatory picks and now turning them into players. Instead of using them to draft players, they've turned them into legitimate players that can help them this year. So I I think it's a a brilliant move on their part. Like I say, the patience was there. They got Houston to eat part of the contract. Adam Pacifica, the cap guy, and them negotiated an extra uh, year and and with with a lower salary and stuff like that. Great job on their part to do that. So, yeah, you have a guy that wants to be here. I think a couple of the moves that they made with these trades have been really positive because you got no new money. You got one money – you got money taken away from a guy and who wants to be here and then the corner you know uh you know Gilmore he wants to be here and, and no added extra money there so you know that's a really nice job by them of taking uh using the compensatories and then not having to add any more new money to any of these deals these guys want to be here they want to play they're excited about it and they're both really good players yeah and they they, they traded next year's pick uh one of next year's picks for cooks but you know you got to look at it they're definitely going to get two compensatory Absolutely. picks back with schultz yeah. and mcgovern and we'll see about noah brown i probably not but we'll see but but what i love about brandon cooks is i'm not i'm not concerned about the guy that gets a thousand yards from tom brady and drew Brees. i like the guy that got a thousand yards from davis mills that to me shows that he is scheme friendly he can go into different situations. I love his attitude. His, he's not worried about a guy being traded, disgruntled. He, he looks at it from a positive standpoint on that somebody wants me. Somebody wanted me bad enough to, to wait before I got cut. He, he, he's, he's, you know, he says iron sharpens iron. He's, him and Gilmore have played together. New England, good friends. Yeah, he loves going up against Trayvon Diggs in practice every day. Um, I, I, I think it's a great move. Like Brian said, very patient. Could have done this last year. Probably needed him last year, but yeah. but that's okay. I mean, you, you got him now. Um, different type of receiver too. He's he, he was shorter than I thought he would be. Yeah, uh, I didn't consider him a short short receiver. He he is, but if you look be- at his numbers, if you're one of those folks that believe in metrics, all the the numbers that talk about routes and how they run routes and stuff like that, he's very comfortable running the routes that 
that potentially Mike McCarthy could ask him to do, the inside breaking routes, the slants, the flats, the things like that, anything that he can he – can, it's not just throw him a screen and let him run. This guy makes plays down the field. The vertical routes they call a nine route. He's really comfortable doing that because he's got the speed. He's got the ability to track the ball. So but, right now you see him as a guy that, who would have a clear role. Absolutely. Now, see, that's what I'm saying. We've got to figure out – we've got to figure out what Brian Schottenheimer's offense really, really is. You know, that's what we got to figure out. Because let's be honest, Mike McCarthy is going to call the plays, but Brian Schottenheimer is going to be a very big influence on what they do. Brian Schottenheimer uh, is going to be the guy primarily that's going to be coaching, presenting the offense. Mike McCarthy is going to have the play sheet and have that ability to call the offense. So we really don't know. We can go back and look at where Brian Schottenheimer has been before. Jacksonville, Seattle, places like that, and trying. But until we get out here and start seeing him play games, you know, we really don't. You know, is it? Uh, is it? You know, we, everybody likes to use the word "oh, West Coast" and this, that. There's versions. There's different versions of these offenses, and you know, we don't know. I mean, that's the thing. I think there's things that they want to keep for Dak, but I don't know if they completely want to keep everything. The the big uh, point of disconnect seemed to be the option routes. You know, and that's something that Dak's like, no, no, keep those in. Mike's like, I've never really worked with the option. Kellen Moore's like, well, yeah, you have to have the option. You know, that's I think that's a little bit of like what was going on, a little bit of disconnect there between the two on what they wanted to do. So until we physically see them start playing games, it's really kind of an unknown. But Brian Schottenheimer, I think, is going to have his thumbprint on this offense. Do you feel, Nick, that this is uh, after getting him and knowing that you still have Jalen Tolbert that's still mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> developing, he hasn't done anything yet, but he, we're hoping that he can take that next step this year. How do you see the wide receiver position yeah. go, heading into the draft? Yeah, I mean, they also extended Gallup a little bit longer, so that that means his contract's probably – he's not – they could have got out of it last year, I think, if they didn't extend it. They extended it. He's going to be here, CD – I would imagine they're going to get on a deal with him. So I, I think they just have options. You know, I mean, Cook Cooks should be here for a, a little bit. Uh, we'll see about Jalen Tolbert. But but if there's a receiver that they like, even as high as the first round, I'd be surprised about the first round. But but even if if, if there's somebody that they like, I think I think that they've done enough where they're not married to anything. They can still get it, but they could wait till day three of the draft and get a receiver if if they wanted to that's why that's what they're doing in free agency is just not putting themselves in a box to go get a receiver or any position really if they have to definitely feels like you're in a better position right now than you were last year with all the unknowns let's take our first break when we come back let's try to figure out what what's happening in the o-line and how that's looking like and what's going to happen there moving forward after the after the break Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. 
Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. Get your spring shopping in during Market at the Star, presented by Flea Style. Come out to the Star in Frisco on Saturday, April 1st. Browse from over 50 local vendors, from fashion to home goods, jewelry, and more. Visit thestardistrict.com slash events for more info. Welcome back to the second segment of The Break, presented by blockchain.com. There we go. Brian. Yes, ma'am. Let's talk about the, this O line. So the guy, the let me know I what you figured to, out. I keep wanting to say the guys, the Cowboys, mm-hmm. the Cowboys. Uh, they signed Chuma Edoga. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. I think so. um, right now, they're not necessarily listing him as anything specific. He seems to have very good precision flex. Yeah. Um, but. What do you think of a guy like him well, coming in here? Yeah, what what, he can do? clearly what you know, th- this is where, uh, again, I look what Will and Steven are, are trying to do. And you have a veteran guy here who you mentioned has some position flex. You'll get into camp. You'll play some games. You might have, depending on you want to evaluate your quarterback, depending on if you want to evaluate your running backs, depending on if you want to evaluate your wide receivers, veteran offensive linemen that could play in preseason games, that could practice and, and maybe be swing guys or maybe they fit in, maybe they make the team and, and help you with those backup roles. The one thing that he'll do is though, when you play preseason games, he'll be able to play in the third and fourth quarters of games. You don't want to put a bunch of guys out there. Nothing against uh, uh, Alakon, or I know he's making a position switch, but you know you got guys out there that you know are just fighting just to kind of hang on, and you really can't evaluate your team that way. I see this as a guy they're going to try and see if he has enough to be a swing guy. But the the big picture thought of a guy like that to me is when you get in these preseason games and you want to evaluate other players, he's not going to make huge mistakes. He's going to play in the game. He's going to be steady. He's played games before. And so you're able to evaluate your team, not putting five guys out there that make their quarterback running for your life or the running backs can't get evaluated or they can't even get the ball out to the wide receivers. So veteran guy like that, try and make the team through preseason and then see if you could be a swing guy uh, come uh, to be on the 53 for the regular season. Yeah, I mean, anytime you got a guy that can play guard and tackle, I mean, you take him to the game. That's like that's you know, just like having two backups there that you can you can bring um, to the game. He did start at guard against uh, with the Falcons his last uh, season and got hurt, uh, but you know, so he's been mostly a tackle. 
and he's a teammate of Ronald Jones from college at USC. Um, so, you know, he's played at USC. He was a tackle, but mostly a tackle. But then now I think they're kind of working to make guard. You know, at 6'3", 308, if you look at the tackles this team has had yeah. with, with you know, Tyler Smith, Terrence Steele, I mean, going all the way back to, you know, Doug Free, Flozell. I mean, they, they, they like their guys to be able to rebound and play basketball down in the, yeah. you know, in the paint. At 6'3", 308. That looks like a guard to me. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of think that's how they view him. And one of those guys that are like, you know, we'd like to draft a guard. And we and this guy's not going to prevent us from drafting a guard. But if it doesn't, we don't get to it, we're okay. I, I don't know who their left guard is if they had to play tomorrow. Yeah, that's the Probably thing. Tyler Smith. Yeah, I think that's, to me, you, I, if somebody could tell me what they're going to do with Tyron Smith, and that's, that's kind of where I'm thinking that starting to hear the whispers that maybe you're looking at Tyron Smith as what the role of Jason Peters was last year. Yeah. You know, and they don't want to move Tyler Smith from left. Now, it's going to be vastly different. If they draft a guard in the first round, the two names that people have kind of tagged them to, this kid Torrance from Florida, he's well over 330 pounds. Avia from TCU is well at 300 pounds, 330 pounds as well. It will be a different guy. If they if that 26, they pick either one of those guards – it will be a different looking body than what they've usually had there at left at, at left uh, at left guard. I'm all for it too because you know I, I've said it all the time. You get into the red zone, um, and, and and they've they've relied on Zeke to be the guy to kind of push the pile. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Tony Pollard is going to be moving the pile himself. I mean, he can get to it quicker than than anybody else, but. Sometimes you just have to be able to to you know move the pile, and I, and I think you know they've had McGovern, they've had Biotish. If you can get a guy like three thirty power, power you know strong blocker like that, I'm all for it because they really haven't had that since Ron Leary. I I, right. I think at, yeah. at that position. Well, let's move on to a guy they signed yesterday, Trent. C-A- Trent C-A- Sieg. Sieg. Yeah. Sieg. Here's here's what here's what happened there as Snapper. I mean, I think they wanted Mc- Jake McQuaid back. But, I think they did but too. At, but at a price, not not to the, you know. And, and McQuaid's from the Northeast or from Ohio, I believe, or, and you know wanted to go up there to Detroit. Um, sometimes it's just kind of a carousel type thing at Deep Snapper. Uh, McQuaid was here because Fossil liked him with the Rams. So what happened with Sieg? Sieg was with the Raiders for five years. No bad snaps, no blocks, nothing. Did everything you're supposed to do, played every game. The Raiders hired a new coach. Uh, I think it, I, mean, I think his name is uh, McMahon from Denver. And Denver had a guy that was a free agent. I forget his name. It's a long name. Uh, Boken Camp or something like Boken Biber. I don't know. He played for Denver. The guy wanted his own guy. Yeah. So Sieg's out. And now the Much Cowboys like McQuaid and Bones. Exactly. Ten years together and yeah. stuff like so, that. Yeah. So it, th- this is a guy, he's not on the street because he sucked. He's on the street because it wasn't the preference yeah. of the new coach. And, you know, the new coach comes in and knows. And we see that happen. All see it happen time. all the time. So so this is a guy that, that's good. They, they like him. And, you know, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. That, the thing with the snappers. But we saw last year, though, you know, without McQuaid, there were a couple of games where there were some issues. Yeah. There were some issues with the snaps, you know, whether it was I think it was in the Commanders game that ended mm-hmm. up being a block or a yeah. tip or something like that. There was you know Overton. So, yeah, yeah, Overton had and then they had a low snap. I mean, they had a smother situation, you know. 
you know, with with the holder and, and trying to get the ball up, and it's no good. And you're kind of wondering, was that the point when all of a sudden, you know, uh, your 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 kicker started going south mentally because you know was there some uncertainty there? That's a position that, and I always say, listen, you you never know who the snapper is, and you don't want to ever know who the snapper is. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't. You don't. You know, well, that was a bad snap. Well, who was the snapper? And then right. now you start to – and it's all about the operation. It is. It starts with that snap. And if you don't have a guy that's super reliable – and they've had they've had snappers here that have, that have played, mm-hmm. you know, 15 years that have done this job and, you know, and had absolutely no problems. But then when you start to have some poor snaps and the operations get affected and then you start to blame the kicker and you're like, well, wait a minute, watch the guy – you know the the ball's on the ground. You know the the, yeah. the 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 holder has to like smother it on the ground and then get it up. You know to try and get it in the air. So I, I this is we'll see. This is the first time um, since I think like 2010. So like 13 years, first time that they've had a deep snapper in his 20s. Yeah, because uh, you know LP did it for so long, and you can. This is a position that you can do it. The, Dale Hellestray yeah. did it forever before right. that, I mean, well before that. But where that does come into play is you do snap the ball and run down the field, and and you can you can make a play or you yeah. can make a tackle and all that. Hopefully so they recover a fumble. Yeah, you <laughs> get down there and, yeah. and you know be be athletic, be an athlete. So you know they you know McQuaid was McQuaid's in his thirties. Overton, who they signed last year, also in his thirties. So you know they're getting a young guy, which also is important too. This guy does does his job and does well. Maybe he could be here for a long time. Yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, they've had they've had uh, you know like I said Jeff Robinson. Remember Jeff yeah, Robinson Jeff back Robinson. in the day? Yeah, two catches, two touchdowns. Yeah, that's right. But his his role was, was snapper. snapper, snapper. Well, definitely a solid guy. And yeah, who can do the job? So we'll, we'll see. You know, yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see once you combine everything. Yeah, else exactly. Um, another guy. We're just gonna brush through him, but just to mention him, we already talked about him a lot last week. Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. Him coming in the team, everybody loves. Brian wasn't there. wasn't on our show last week, were you? No. What? Yeah, just curious. What what's your thoughts on? You were. Uh, wait, what? I was. I no, I've been here. No, you were. It wasn't Derek. It wasn't Derek. Yeah. Oh my god. No, no. Sure my bad. No, no. Because I did no, no. ask you because about because I I, I I billed you for it, so I yes. think I was here. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, because I, I, I remember thinking when we when we did the Colts game, I I was like I thought he was a guy that was like yeah he's not what he used to be or right. whatever. Maybe he's not, but he's still – he got an interception in that it's game. Your, and, and five so. targets and only two receptions yeah. on him on that day. So, yeah, he's – the thing about it is I, I talk to my guys and gals around the league that watch tape full-time, you know, through these teams, and both moves that Dallas made, everybody was on board. I didn't hear anybody like, I don't know about that one. You're not going to get anything. Everything was very, very positive about Gilmore. Everything was very positive about Cooks. I think the thing with Gilmore, and I mentioned this earlier, and you know, like you said, Amber, we can get through this, no new money. No new money there. He didn't come in here and say, listen, you, for me to make this trade, we've got to rework my contract. Mm-hmm. We've got to do this. We, there weren't a lot of demands. He was very interested in, you know, he was very positive about, if you listen to his his press conference, he's talking about his family, the Cowboy fans in his family. He's very excited about being here. And the fact you got him and he's, you know, he's not interested in saying, well, you got to give me an extra $5 million and you got to add years and you got to do that. No, it, it was, he was clearly ready to play. He was happy about it and he could still play at a high level. Yeah. And I want to know when the last time he's gone to a place where he is 
and I'm not saying he's he's the number two cornerback because I don't I don't know. I mean I don't know. Uh, we've got some good athletes coming in here. It looks like we need to draft one of these guys. <laughs> we got a tour coming through here. Um, uh, but I, I think that you know who who knows who's better between Gilmore and Diggs. But let's find out. I mean let's 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 see. I mean if, if maybe maybe this guy pushes Diggs a little bit. Maybe Diggs pushes him. You know as far as like you know let's go. Who's got the number one guy? We talk about all the time. Well, is Diggs going to cover him? What if Gilmore covers him? You know, I mean, who, yeah. who knows? This is a good problem to have. Well, same as the wide receiver position. You, me personally, definitely feel a lot better now than at this time last year. Right. Of what oh, yeah. they, how they had addressed the. Well, position. how did you feel in December when they were trying to win games and they kept we couldn't figure out who the left corner was? Exactly. You know, oh, it's Kelvin Joseph. Oh, it's. It's Izzy. Oh, it's. I mean, how many guys did they? It was like going to a, a movie, going through the turnstile. Like they, you know. Oh, uh, hey, try, Mullen yeah, today. try this guy. Try this guy. Xavier try Rose. Yeah, try. I mean, how many different guys did they try? Yeah, a lot. You know, and so yeah, that that again. And this is a deep draft, by the way, for corners. This would, you know, if they want to go and grab one at some point in time, you should probably get a pretty good one. Yeah, that's great. I mean, and and if if the first round, if the best guy on their board is a corner, yeah. I I would I would consider it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if I, it probably wouldn't be my preference, you know, if if all things being equal, because but then again, I would imagine they're going to try to re-sign Diggs. I yeah. mean, I hope that's not in in the. They've got to do it card. sooner and later because you don't have that fifth year option. And if you ask me, which one would they try and do first? I think Diggs is going to be the more difficult me one. Too. I just think it's going to be tough, and you don't have that extra year to work with. You know, yeah. you just don't. Now, you can use franchise tags and stuff like that, but I don't think that the Diggs contract is going to be anything easy. I mean, Adam, Pacific, those guys, I think they work really, really hard with these agents to mm-hmm. try and lay groundwork and to see what they have to do. But this one is not going to be. You have a, a very emotional player, you know, and a, a, a player that likes to kind of put his business out there a little bit in social yeah. media. So. We'll like, we'll see how this plays. Yeah, but I think you. I think that they are trying to resign him. I think you know you got Gilmore here. Drawn Bland looks like a good young player. Yeah. Um, you know, you drafted two other guys that that you know. I mean, let's be honest. If when when they drafted Kelvin Joseph in the second round and Nashawn Wright in the third round, I don't think that they expected that the very next season they would be having to find all these corners off yeah. the street and then trade for whatever. They have not hit the expectations. Mm-hmm. That's that's that's, that's, that's fact. easy. It's facts. Yeah. And so you know what their future looks like is up to them, really, at this point. Okay, let's take our final break. When we come back, we're gonna get into all the in-house guys that have signed a deal with the Cowboys and are staying in Dallas. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field: United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. Stay ready for your spring break adventures with Cowboys Nation Essentials. Visit your local pro shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com. Um, .com, I like that. And discover travel accessories, staycation, must-haves, and more. Don't sound too excited. <laughs> that was such an exciting read. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what uh, your spring break adventures are. I mean, in Cowboys Nation Essentials, it's kind of we're kind of done with spring break, I would think. Some play, some pe- people are. I don't know. All right, let's talk about some Just of the. Go to the pro shop guy. and find some cool stuff. <laughs> pro shop. Go. There you go. Pro shop will help you out. Yeah, whatever you need, it's there. Dante Fowler. Dante Fowler. Um, he's a guy that signed a one-year deal with the Cowboys. A guy that clearly Dan Quinn really likes, and a guy that he's a low-key, very mm-hmm. important guy in the defense. Like he's not necessarily getting all the attention. From the flashy plays making there, but he's a he was a very productive guy and a key player. I in my eyes six, for yeah. the for six the sacks. Defense. Six sacks is good. Is it you know that's a, that's a good role player there. Uh, yeah, I think that to me that there was some questions like could he still come in and give you something and and clearly I'm 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 learning you know year three of Dan Quinn and defensive coaching staff just bring them guys. Mm. They'll coach these guys up. They'll figure out. They'll get the best out of them. They'll, they'll find find spots for them to play. You don't have questions about defense here. It's the questions we have is about the offense. Yeah. How's it going to be? How's it going to look? Who's going to play where? Who's going to line up where? You know, I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm. With, but the but the defense. If you you've told me, hey, if they keep adding defensive players, I'm just like, yeah, Dan yeah. Quinn and the staff will figure it out. This has been an A. Um, I would grade this 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 as an A minus to an A. Uh, this whole offseason uh, free agency for the Cowboys so okay, far. Okay, can I ask you a question? What? Yeah, I was going to get it to an A plus. It can get to an A plus. Can it get to an A plus? Okay, they they love to draft, right? Mm-hmm. That's their favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. If you just if you took out the trades, what would you give them grade wise? Um, I, I think you give them a a B. Yeah. Minus, yeah. See, you know, that's what's solid. Because see, yeah. we're so used to around here, sign our own, develop our own. Yeah. You know, bring 
I think I think because the 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 whole thing. I thought the first signing was honestly going to be on the opening day of free agency on that Monday or the tampering mm-hmm. period. They were going to they were going to run the Jake McQu- Jake McQuaid one at me. You yeah. know they were going to run that one at yeah. me, and everybody else is signing. You know, mm-hmm. big time players, and they're like, oh, they got the long snapper done. But on day two, they started doing things. You know, when the Donovan Wilson one, I didn't think they could get done. Not from what I was hearing from the combine. Again, give the front office a lot of credit for getting that done. But to me, that's I would have I would have just kind of like you. I would have said B, B minus. It's kind of what they do, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. even a C. They just but I but the fact that they got guys back that I didn't think they were going to get Vander Esch. I didn't think they were going to get Donovan Wilson done. But then these trades kind of put it over the top for me. When you start to talk about mm-hmm. your A, and and, uh, and I'll let you talk about the A plus. I, I, I just I just think right now they they've done everything they needed to do so far. And you know, and they let Schultz go, which is fine. I had no problems with that. I don't think that was going to be a good scenario to bring him back. The the one that, to me that can bring it over the top to me is just Hankins. You see a big difference there yeah. with Hankins when he wasn't there, and I think he's a different type of player. Um, I you know the, where they're at with that. They want I, him. They want him back, yeah, but they they're standing their ground just like yeah. they did yeah. with Fowler. Give him give him credit for that. Yeah. The deal is there. You can shop it if you want to, but go shop at Dante Fowler and see if you think that that little extra money in not being with Dan Quinn is going to be better for you. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, it's not. And I think that's what Hankins is doing right now. I, Nick's absolutely right. I talked to guys around the league, and I said, what are you hearing about Hankins? And they're like, he's just dragging his feet. He's dragging yeah. his feet here. He's not interested. I mean, he's just kind of dragging and kind of figuring out what he wants to do and stuff like that. And, you know, you got people, like say, the Cowboys would love to deal with him. You know, but yeah. it's just it's on the player too. Yeah. I think the Cowboys have done a really good job of systematically taking things off their checklist. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they had Donovan Wilson on the top of that checklist, and then they got that one done. Then they got Vanderesh done. Oh wait, we can have a shot. Ch- nobody saw the corner. Nobody in the league saw them trading for for that corner there at Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, there, people are asking me, like, man, did you? No. No. No, no way. That was one of those. That might have been one of those when they were at the – and Stephen Jones and Chris Ballard are good friends, you know, the Indianapolis GM. And so you're, you're kind of like maybe at the combine, maybe they bumped into each other. Hey, you know, I, I've got uh, Gilmore available. You interested? Yeah, what do you want? And then, you know, you circle back. Nobody saw that. And then you know they 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 just kind of been picking off guys. They 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 moved on. They clearly with Dalton Schultz. They gave it a run with Dalton Schultz. I I'm talking to people around the league that are hearing like with Dalton Schultz that they that the Cowboys made a significant offer to him, like a five year, twelve million dollar a year kind of deal mm-hmm. that he turned down. Yeah, you know. So I mean, this is coming from guys around the league. Like, hey, listen, uh, I last just, year, right? yeah, last year, yeah, yeah, yeah last not, year, not this year. Yeah, yeah, like, hey, I heard, I heard Dallas did this. Yeah, you know, nobody in Dallas will admit that. Yeah, no, I mean, none of these guys are going to. No, 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 we're not going to tell you that. But you know, but people yeah. around the league that I trust are like, yeah, they Dallas did what they had to do to try and get the guy done. And now you know, now they're. You know, we'll see. We'll see. He'll go on. But there's again, this is a very, very, very deep draft with tight ends. That's great. And 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 they have a you know, I think, you know, it's not so much Ferguson last year for me that that, that gives you that that comfort to let him go. It's it's Hendershot. It's yeah. it's looking at what these two having guys both. did. Yeah. And just having the them both time. there. And look yeah. at what Schultz had to develop into. His yeah. first two years, he only had twelve catches total, or maybe thirteen. These two guys have kind of already done that. They they look like they've got a little bit more um, athleticism, and they also shined when Cooper Rush was in, or at least Ferguson did yeah. as well.
well. So um, I think that they'll – didn't I see photos of the Dak Yard the other day? Yeah. I thought both of them were out there, yeah. or at least yeah. Ferguson was for sure, um, which is great. That developed that thing because Dak wants to throw the ball to the tight end. We yeah. know that. And so be available, get up the field, make plays. I think it helps Schultz get his money. It'll help these guys as well. Well, you you guys already mentioned a lot of the names from the defensive side of the ball that are staying with the Cowboys and Dan Quinn, Donovan Wilson, Leighton Vendrash. We got uh, Tack McKinley. We got CJ Ta- Goodwin. Tack McKinley was just a one. He played, not played. He was active for one game, right? That, was elevated, but eleva- he, they didn't. They, they, they didn't, didn't play him. See, that's again. You know, when we're talking about what, you know, a veteran player, you get into preseason games. You're trying to kind of close games out. Maybe you're like a veteran guy in there that you know got a bunch of rookies or a bunch of you know free agents, and you know you have one guy in there that can yeah. beat a bad tackle, you know, a couple of times. That's that's McKinley. I mean, that's what he is. We'll see if in fact that he can elevate because if he's been with these guys, Dan Quinn, this guy, you know, AD, they know this guy, they know this player, so. Hopefully that they can you know get something out yeah. of him a little bit more than what I'm describing. And I don't know what the normal number is around the league for teams, but I know this: when the Cowboys, if they do draft at 26 this year, don't trade out of it. If they pick a player, um, they'll have 12 first round picks on their team. 12 guys that were first round picks in their career. Um, that seems like a lot, and, and and McKinley is one of them. So that doesn't mean you're getting 12 talent of first round picks right now but you're getting some guys that, that at least had that somebody thought yeah, somebody thought it at some point not too long ago tyron smith's in that group you know malik hooker uh you know goes on and on i mean there's 11 right now but but i you know that that's a pretty that's a pretty big number and and um and gilmore is is in there i believe cooks is as well yeah so i mean that's that, that's just showing that, that they're getting some talented player let's see if they still got some in the tank um, it was a second round pick Tank. He was a second round pick. High second round pick. Tank Lawrence? Yeah. Yeah. I just traded up. You didn't say tank. I just said they have some in the tank. And oh, tank. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Tank. Okay. I see what yeah. you're doing. My humor, my humor is not very good. <laughs> Derek would have checked me on that one. He, he would have given you the yeah. nod and the yeah, he'd been like yeah. After the show, he would have said something <laughs> terrible. Joke, mm-hmm. good one. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah, think they, we they signed him. Good one. They signed him to a one good, year deal. Yeah, good one. Well, see, and they were losing. They were losing core guys. Gifford, yes. you know, and they lost Noah Brown. I saw Bones the other day. John Fossil. He was just like, oh my god, I was losing so many guys, yeah. you know. But he he said, I got a couple of players. I got some <laughs> wild cards on the on the team. Guys that didn't play a lot of special teams, just like. I got some wild cards here. And he didn't mention, he was talking about offensive guys, but I think Devin Harper, it, it, it's got to be time for yeah, him to, uh, exactly. to, to really take yeah, that exactly. take that next le- exactly. uh, step. I think to finalize our list is Cooper Rush. I don't think his, his deal had happened when we did I, our no, show. Had, I, I, didn't, I tell you what, that's a, I, that's a, that's a sneaky good I'm, one for oh, you right yeah. there. That guy's 5-1 and one as I'm a quarterback you, for I'm you. Gonna, I'm going to just say this story here. This is how the story, I think, went. And the Cowboys, if they if they're excited, if you're excited about getting Cooper Rush, I think you can you can put it on the weather, because Cooper Rush <laughs> from from, from my from my understanding, Cooper supposed Rush supposed to fly somewhere at the airport at the gate. He was going to Vegas. He was going to go to the Raiders. At least going to go visit, and they have an offer on the table. But it was that Thursday night where the, the a lot of a lot of weather was bad. They actually canceled his flight, and I think he looked at it and said, "This is a sign." And I'm going back, going back to Dallas, and I'm, I'm at least going back home for the night. 
next morning he signs with the Cowboys. So, I mean, that's at least that's a good story. Uh, yeah, I, that's I, a good story. I, I hope that's true. I think it's true. And, and the weather was bad that night. And, you know, when, when you don't really want to leave, um, you know, you, maybe sometimes you're, you're looking for signs like that. And I think this is a good move for him. I don't know if the Raiders would be a good backup spot for him. Anyways, they got, they got Garoppolo. They got, they're going to draft someone probably. We'll see what happens there. This is a good spot. Uh, he's comfor- comfortable with Dak. He's still got to beat out Will Greer, though. Will Greer was, was coming on strong last year. So uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. And according to Jerry Jones... They're gonna be drafting a quarterback every year in the draft. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> I think they'll pick a quarterback this year. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think every I, year. I don't. I don't but we'll I, see. Yeah, we'll see. Like it, he's, it's, it's, it's not a bad plan. I, I grew up in that plan in yeah. Green Bay, and it's not a bad plan. It really is. One year we had a so typically like Brett Favre. Are you looking at for that? What's that? What round are you looking at for that? It'll be interesting to see if they take one at the third round. That would be that would be very interesting. It might be very telling mm-hmm. if you take one that early. But there's there's some good ones in this draft. There are actually some really good cornerback. My my favorite is a kid named Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. And but you're probably you would have to grab him. I think maybe late second, early third. What you would yeah. have to grab him. But yeah, we'll see. There's there's area, but. It, to doing that though, one year at Green Bay, like I say, we had Brett Favre, Mark Brunell. Ty Detmer and Kurt Warner mm-hmm. were our four quarterbacks. And we went after Warner. He was a free agent. But we went after him because we had him on the board. So when you go and you, you just stockpile as many of these quarterbacks. You signed you him can. at Albertsons? Where did you sign him? He I was, mean, yeah. Like, wait, was no, he, stocking he, groceries? He, this, is pre-bag, this is pre-bagger. Oh, pre-bagger. This is pre-bagger. He went from us to bagging to barnstorming. And then Super Bowl MVP. And Super Bowl MVP. That's usually the way it works. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Always. That's how the, the path of a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's how it works. Yeah, you know, get cut, go bag, go barnstorm. <laughs> go bag, <laughs> arena league. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right, and that is all the time we have for today's show. Thank you so much, guys, for Nikki Mint. Brian Broaddus, I'm Amber Garcia. This has been The Break on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!